In this episode of Influencers, Sandals Resorts Chairman Adam Stewart. To say put your seatbelts on because it's going to be one heck of a ride. Uh, it's going to be wild to watch what Sandals does uh, over the next decade. There is a, a cultural embedded DNA in us as a people to never allow opportunities to pass us by. My father used to always say that the Almighty spent a little bit more time on the Caribbean when he was creating the world. Hello everyone and welcome to Influencers. I'm Andy Serwer and welcome to our guest, Adam Stewart, Executive Chairman, Sandals Resorts. Adam, great to see you. Thank you so much for being with us, Andy. So we're here at one of your resorts in Ocho Rios. Talk to us a little bit about this property and then the overall business. So th this property that we're at today is actually the smallest of all the Sandals Resorts. Sandals Resorts is 20 resorts across nine different Caribbean islands, private hotel chain, family owned, founded 40 years ago by my late father and the leader in all-inclusive excellence. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty fascinating business for a lot of reasons, but certainly for us, being a Caribbean brand, the only super brand to ever have been born uh, and bred out of the Caribbean. And um, for us, it's just a wild journey of exceeding people's expectations and showing them the best of uh, God's country down here in the Caribbean. So what was it like learning the business, maybe at the knee of your father sure. and having it be a family business? You know, my, my father went into business for himself in 1968. Uh, he started trading appliances in Jamaica. Uh, Jamaica got its independence in 1962. And uh, he needed uh, a means to get more foreign exchange for his appliance business. And he woke up one day and said, you know, if I buy a hotel, I can earn my own foreign exchange, my U.S. currency, to buy my appliances. And that's how Sandals was born in uh, 1981. And uh, it started as 99 bedrooms. I was born, coincidentally, in 1981, a bit of child labor uh, <laughs> built into my upbringing. And, uh, you know, my dad was this maverick entrepreneur, no formal training, dropped out of high school. Uh, my grandfather was an alcoholic, but an incredible uh, individual. Mm. And my father just had this knack for seeing opportunity. Uh, he was a dreamer and an executor at the same time. There's a lot of people that can dream, but he had the, the ability to, to, to get it done. And, uh, and he was able to captivate the minds of a very small team of people that he started with, of this huge vision that he had. And 40 years later, here we are. So my understanding is he was a pioneer of the concept of all-inclusive. Is that right? And, and, and talk about that concept and how that business model works, Adam. Absolutely. So Club Med really was the, you know, they were, they were the, the inventor, so to speak, of... Uh, of, of all-inclusive. All-inclusive today means many, many different things. Um, in our world, we believe that we've perfected all-inclusive excellence over the years, uh, meaning the inclusions. We were the first to put hair dryers in the early, day, uh, early days in our rooms, first to put color televisions. Uh, we were the first to have gourmet restaurants, a la carte restaurants, everything predating that was buffet-style uh, restaurants. And, you know, that's back in those days. Today, if you look at the innovations, they come through from everything from uh, having Mini Coopers included in top suites that you can take into the communities, where you can go to restaurants that are included in the all-inclusive package, to top shelf everything, from the alcohol, room designs, entertainment, scuba diving included, 
Uh, we are the, probably the world's largest bridal company, um, wedding over 10,000 uh, couples a year across the chain, and one at a time, one of a kind. Um, so all-inclusive done our way is an endless journey, the pursuit of excellence, of uh, innovation, and being ahead of consumer demands. How do you compete, though, against the big boys, those giant names? And there's a lot of them. I mean, there's, sure. all, there's European names, there's American names. You're yep. competing against some public companies, well-financed companies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think the word would be agility. So the fact that we know our space, our playground is the four corners of the Caribbean. Our mission is to share the best of the four corners of the Caribbean with the world. And our agility, our team, when you look at the people around this organization, I mean, to have worked for this company for 20 years, you're, you're still kind of a rookie uh, coming into it. So the baseline of the team, the culture in the business, the, the can-do attitude uh, to get things done, all centered around consumer, uh, consumer experiences is really our thing. Uh, we have, you know, uniquely we own every one of our resorts, which is very abnormal in the hospitality business. It allows us to invest faster. It allows us to have a more intimate relationship with our customer base. That customer base today represents about 50% of our, of our base of our business, meaning our, our repeat guest ratio is about 50%. As a matter of fact, just before I came in here to meet with you, I was chatting to some of what we call our diamond team members. These are customers. These particular customers have over 500 paid nights staying in, in our resorts. So for us, we fascinate and we revel in everything to do with customer experience. And, uh, and I think it keeps the big boys on their toes. Right. Have you thought about expanding outside the Caribbean or are you gonna keep your footprint here in this part of the world? There is no question that the brand is big enough. We have an 84% brand recognition in North America, uh, unprecedented uh, in this space of all inclusive. Um, th the truth is that never say never, mm -hmm. but for the foreseeable future, we have so much going on in the Caribbean there's still more to conquer in the Caribbean. We have three new resorts in Jamaica where we are today under construction. We just opened a resort uh, called Sandals uh, Royal Curacao in the Dutch Caribbean island of Curacao. Fascinating country, incredible resort. Uh, we are under construction in Turks and Caicos. We're under construction in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And that list is growing kind of by the day. So we feel that the Caribbean is a really magical place. My father used to always say that the Almighty spent a little bit more time on the Caribbean when he was creating the world. And uh, we fundamentally believe that. So you mentioned all these different islands, Adam, and you know, on the one hand, they're all the same, but of course, they're all very different. Yep. What attracts you to a specific island and how do you choose how to deploy your resources? You know, it's exactly what you say. Most all of these islands are independent sovereign nations. They all have their dialects. They all have their melodies. They all have their thing from a topography. Some have magical mountains and waterfalls and rivers and crystal clear white sand beaches. Um, for us, the journey so far has been going to a destination and personally falling in love with it. We went to Antigua as the first destination outside of Jamaica in 1991. Then we went to the island of St. Lucia in 1993. We went to the Bahamas in 1995. Uh, in between that time, we ran around in those countries and built more resorts. Then we went on in, uh, in 2013 to Grenada. 
in 2015, we went to Barbados, and then this year, 2022, Curacao. And every one of those journeys, Andy, has been us traveling there, playing, uh, playing around with friends, just having a good time and saying that this is one incredible country and we want to share this with the world. And then finding the best beach, usually west-facing. The winds go from the east to the west. Sunsets are in the west for romance. Building the world's best construction and putting the world's best team together. And, um, and that's been our story so far. Do you buy the real estate? or we do. Oh, and we so do. you own that. So interestingly, we own the underlying real estate. We own the, we own the concrete. And uh, we are a team uh, approaching 18,000 team members across the Caribbean, uh, which makes us about twice the size of the next largest company in the Caribbean. And, um, and we fascinate also on education and the upliftment and the inclusion of the community at large um, within, within tourism. Right. Yeah, I want to talk more about that point. But, but I think you told me that you have a bank of real estate sort of in, in various places that you have some projects you can develop going out into the future. Yeah, you know, so over the years, um, my father and then when I joined him in the company officially and was chief executive uh, of the business, uh, we would strategically, you know, the, the Caribbean is finite. The best of the best is always going to be limited. And anywhere we could find grade A real estate, the best real estate, a lot of it, as I mentioned, the Caribbean trade winds go east-west. So these westward-facing beaches are always the calmest. They're always the most tranquil. Uh, from a customer experience point of view, the beaches are always the most beautiful. Uh, we, would, we would find these assets and acquire them with you know, looking at life through a future lens, looking down the road of saying, we're not going to develop this for eight years or 10 years. Uh, today, our company holds enough land banks to more than double its existing size. And, uh, and we will continue to do just you know, following that, that, uh, that strategy of acquiring assets along the way uh, that are the best of the best, that are kind of one of a kind, that, that very rarely come up. Mm. Is there a, a story behind the name Sandals on your lapel? <laughs> you know, the, the gentleman who actually named Sandals uh, sadly passed away last year. He was a, a dear friend of my father's. Um, my father bought this hotel beside an airport in Montego Bay in, in late 1980. Uh, and it was under construction, and they were walking on the beach, and he looked at him, he said, he said, you know, Adrian, I don't know what to call this place. What should we call it? And he says, you know, I think the name Sandals is a good name. And my father, I mean, just instinctively said, he said, I love it. And my father took his word and turned it into a global super brand, you know, from ground zero, no formal training. So that's the story. All, it lasted five minutes. I mean, it really is, you know, one of those sort of like simple genius things because it's easy to say. It one instantly, word. it's one word. It instantly conveys beach. Sure. Right. Um, it probably wasn't taken by anyone else. There's no copyright no, issue at that wasn't point. No, it was at the time. Right. Yeah, that's just that's just amazing. So it sounds like you're pretty bullish, um, Adam, on the economy of Jamaica because you've got three properties um, in development here. What's going on with the economy of Jamaica? You must know it pretty well. Yeah, you know, our, um, our prime minister, he actually just turned 50 years old. He uh, was the youngest prime minister. We have the oldest politicians in the United <laughs> States, by the way. That's a different situation. Go ahead. Um, a great guy, former minister of education, um, believes in the transfer of power and the, the upliftment of people through education. And uh, he and his government, our minister of finance is a Rhodes Scholar. Um, they have done an incredible job. They're in their second term. And they've done an incredible job of kind of maturing uh, the 
country's economy overall, and you know the stock exchange has been expanding, uh, more more um, more transparency through government uh, at large overall, and uh, pre pre pandemic unemployment in Jamaica went down to middle five percent, which in my lifetime uh, everything kind of hovered in the teens, uh, formal uh, unemployment around around thirteen fourteen percent. Um, you know a lot of the Caribbean islands um, people see them as developing nations, and they are developing nations. And the role of private sector and public sector working together, in our view, is to inspire, is to say to our people, uh, don't consider yourself a developing nation. Don't consider yourself second rate to anywhere else in the world. And I think what Sandals has done in so many ways is it has inspired a generation to say that you can be the world's best. You can stand on the world stage and be from the Caribbean. And you know, we in the Caribbean, we punch above our weight. Bob Marley, Usain Bolt, you know, the, the names are endless for these tiny little re, you know, countries in the world. Jamaica is 2.7 million people uh, that live here. And, uh, and everyone seems to know who we are and where we're from. They know our music, they sing to it, they dance to it, they know our food, and they love the rhythm of Jamaica or the islands of the Caribbean. And that goes right back to what I was saying earlier, Andy, is our family's goal is to share that with the world because there is something absolutely mystic about this part of the world. Yeah, I mean, what is it about Jamaica? Because you're right, I mean, we talked about all these different islands, but Jamaica does stand out, right? I mean, people in North America, people in the United States know it for those things. They do. And have you ever thought about the history that made that happen? Yeah, you know, Jamaicans are, Jamaica is, a lot of it dates back to the early days and you know, the hardships that some of these countries faced. There's a resiliency here uh, that is second to none. There is a, a cultural embedded DNA in us as a people to never allow opportunities to pass us by. Um, our people across the board, I always say to people, I say to, if you have an organization and that organization is not just blowing people away with customer experience. It's the management's fault. It's not, it's not the people. Because the people of Jamaica and the people of the Caribbean, in many ways, in the same vein, are fantastic. They, if you smile at them, they're going to smile back at you. They get out of bed every morning happy to be alive and feeling God-blessed and appreciative. And, um, and our job is to create those opportunities, is to create the economic opportunities at large and to create a vision and to bring our teams together and just take things to the next level. And I think Sandals Resorts reflects that in our investments, our investments in education, our investments through our foundation, and uh, the work that we do in the communities to people that are less fortunate than us. And I think um, all of that coming together, back to your question about the, the bigger strategic brands, that's the difference between being privately held that's the difference between being a family company and being from the community itself. There are challenges in Jamaica and there's poverty. And have yeah. you seen, to your mind, are things getting better in this country? I think they are. Um, and I certainly think they were prior to the pandemic. The pandemic shattered uh, these tourism-based economies. Uh, the airline industry, I mean, it was inconceivable, Andy coming out of 2019, which was the best year on record for tourism. Uh, some of these countries' GDPs are in excess of 90% tourism-based. 50% uh, of the foreign exchange in Jamaica comes from uh, 
tourism. And um, when we got the phone call to say that the airports were closing and international flights and connectivity, as our, gener our generation grew up with airplanes, like the former generation grew up with a bus, um, it wasn't a luxury. It's a tool that was used to do business and to, to, to have international trade. We are a, a, a globally connected society. And that was an inconceivable conversation that we had to sit down and just digest for a moment. And sadly, we had to close our hotels. We in Sandals kept every one of our team members on, on our payroll. We mm. knew that this would not last forever. We did not have a crystal ball, but we knew that when it did, the infrastructure, the magic of what got us here had to be intact. So we kept our entire team together. And I think, in a, I think the pandemic, we have suffered in the Caribbean from the, the level of recovery collectively. Tourism has, has bounced back. Um, and Sandals has been at the forefront of tourism recovery. Other industries have lagged. And I think some of the government infrastructure um, is probably still lagging a bit in, in, in just getting it all back together and, and marching forward. You guys must have taken quite a hit if you're keeping your entire payroll intact that way. Sure. And that was challenging? Yeah, it was very challenging times. Uh, my father was still with us. We lost my father on January 4th, 2021. Uh, my father was, um, was dealing with, uh, with his sickness at the time, but he was relentless in his love for the Caribbean and his people. Um, he felt it his duty as a sort of the father of the, uh, not just my family, but the organization. Um, and he was relentless in, in, in wanting to find a way. Um, and we re-injected the capital. Um, we were uh, very fortunate. We are a very low leveraged business and always, always have been. He has, a, has had a philosophy that that we've shared for many, many years about low debt uh, to asset ratios. And, and, um, and he provided the liquidity to make sure we could, we could make that happen. And not only did we do that, we donated to the government of Jamaica an entire resort um, for over a year, free of charge, as a, as a, a COVID center for COVID positive uh, cases, which then morphed into a vaccination center. We bought 40 ventilators. We donated over 300 trips to frontline workers. Um, when needed, uh, we provided transportation in various islands mm -hmm. and hotel rooms to uh, many of the doctors and nurses that were on the front line trying to contain the situation. Um, so our participation was intense. It was on the front line in every, every country. Um, but we, we are very humbled and proud to be in a position uh, to feel that it's a part of the duty of, duty of care that, that is our responsibility and to make sure that that we play our part. And how is business now? Um, there are new challenges. Yeah. First of all, you know, occupancy rates, how back to normal are things or back to 2019 levels? And then what about employees and retention? And then there's supply chain and inflation. Sure. Absolutely. You go from one thing to another, right? So for Sandals Resorts, we have exceeded 2019 occupancy. Mm. We've exceeded 2019 rates. And what's really awesome to see is typically September, October is a time of year when things generally slow back to school, end of summer. Um, this year, September, October is absolutely booming like we've never seen it before. And it's booming particularly with social groups. It's booming with weddings. It's booming with incentive travel. I think, Andy, there were, there's been a humility. Uh, there's been a deep... Um, it's the right way to say this. There's been a, a deeper sense of appreciation for what travel meant 
in our day-to-day lives post-COVID. And uh, some people call it the revenge traveler. Mm. Uh, but it's not, a, it's not been a blip. Looking forward into 2023, bookings are far ahead of where they were same time 2019. Oh. And overall, most countries have in the Caribbean have, uh, and particularly those that have had sensible policy, there's been a direct correlation to sensible policy around COVID and, um, and travel. You know, customers will always choose the path of least resistance. And if we make it too difficult to travel, they will choose another destination. And the countries that went first, the countries that put the protocols in place to keep the traveler and consumer safe, they are reaping the benefits of that today. And pretty much all the countries that we're in were very sensible about the balance between lives and livelihoods and keeping the consumers uh, safe. And what about inflation and retention of employees? And, so inflation, and maybe, maybe you can tell me more about yeah. it, but uh, you know, we know that the consumer price index is about 9.1% over where it was a year ago. Uh, we're seeing inflation skyrocket. Uh, the knock-on effect to the supply chain, um, many of the things that we consume at least partially are, are made overseas, even if they're manufactured locally or they're finished locally through manufacturing. Um, so for us, it's a tricky time. We've seen it, you've seen it in the cruise industry, you've seen it in, in hospitality at large, new restaurants, bars, people being delayed because of unforeseeable uh, challenges. Our, our group also um, is in the car business. We represent BMW and Mini for this region in the Caribbean. Um, lots of supply issues between uh, chips and different uh, elements made within the cars, uh, the Ukraine war, so you're just seeing it on a whole, and what it's what it's forcing you to do is to be uh, to work your relationships more from a shipping point of view, and a, and, a, and just moving a product from wherever it's made anywhere in the world. Uh, and it's requiring a different level of infrastructure. We're running a team about 25% larger today than we were in 2019, like for like, just to get all the uh, what we call in the in the hotel industry the circulating inventory, so the linens and the food and the all the elements that we can't procure locally. But even locally, uh, right now in Jamaica, we're having issues with glass bottles. So for for alcohol uh, made product, they're just unable to get the raw materials to finish the product. And to put the rum in, for instance. To put the rum in, for example, exactly. Um, so. Hmm. What I saw though, Andy, which I just absolutely adored, is leading up to now, I saw in COVID a level of unification amongst competitors mm. that was second to none. The cruise industry came together with the land-based uh, hospitality industry, came together with the airlines, came together with associations like the World Travel and Tourism Council, and everyone worked daily on this recovery. And I think you're starting to see it more and more now on the supply chain side of people just trying to do everything they can to get over the hump of these supply chain issues. But it's affecting us. On, on the labor side, um, it's a bit of a big mystery where everyone's going, where they're all going to work. There are a lot of people leaving and moving between industries, but I've never, I've never actually seen, maybe you can tell me, you may know better, but I've never actually seen a document that I understand well enough as to where everyone's going, including here in the Caribbean. People have been moving around more from industry to industry than probably ever before. Um, we, we being the employer of choice, you know, between benefits and medical and pension and all the things that we've done 
training, uh, you, as a part of being a team member of Sandals, you are automatically enrolled into what we call the Sandals Corporate University, where you can go from learning to read and write to literally getting your master's free of charge and underwritten by the company. Um, so when you put it all together, Sandals really, all things being equal, has a lot more attrition and rotation of staff than probably most any other business in this hemisphere. A lot more attrition or? Sorry, a lot less attrition. Less attrition. My, my right. apologies, a lot less yeah. attrition. Right, right. And you were talking about um, learning some of this and partnering with Florida International University, your alma mater, yeah. right, in Miami. Um, has that helped you learn management practices and things kind of learnings go both ways there? I think learnings go both ways. So Sandals has this, this division called the Sandals Corp University. Every hotel is a campus. Every hotel has a learning institute within it. Every team member is enrolled. And we're, we're, we're uh, encouraging on a day-to-day you know, -day basis our team members to advance themselves so that they can rise. We're a growing company. Growing companies at any given time, you know, they're looking for new management. Uh, our, our company at, at this present moment looking for the future growth is looking for over 350 new managerial positions right now looking into the future growth of the organization. So when my, when my late father passed, uh, we, we'd, we looked around for the, probably the greatest way that we could honor his legacy. And in so doing, we ended up doing a, uh, bringing together the University of the West Indies, which is, it is the university within the Caribbean basin uh, with Florida International. Hmm. Uh, they are uh, acclaimed Chaplin School of Hospitality Man Management, which is my alma mater, as you mentioned and the Sandals Corporate University and Sandals Resorts. And our vision here is this, is this is an independent international school specializing and focusing in hospitality, training future generations, um, primarily from the Caribbean, but we want the international base to come to Jamaica where the campus will be. Um, it will have a, an online campus running right through the Caribbean and all Sandals and Beaches Resorts right through the Caribbean will be a practical training ground for this university um, to be able to showcase best practices. I want to quickly dip back to one thing you said about the cruise industry and just ask you, how's that business doing? Has that recovered? Because, man, that was the beginning of problems for businesses and certainly for the Caribbean, I'm sure. You, look, the cruise industry is probably our biggest competitor. Hmm. And I will say here on air, that I think the cruise industry has done an incredible job in the recovery uh, to inspire confidence of its consumers. I was uh, very humbled to be asked to be a guest speaker at one of their large conferences last year in Miami. And all the executives were there, all the CEOs were there. And I had to say, for them, say to them, by, for being a sixth generation Caribbean national, um, I was applauding them on their resilience, on how much work they put in because the ecosystem of tourism in the Caribbean simply doesn't work without crews. Mm. It is the coming together of the farmers and the fishers and the entertainers and the taxi drivers. And who brings them together are the land-based tourism operators like Sandals Resorts International and the cruise industry has a large part to do with it. Um, cruise has not fully recovered. They are being somewhat prejudiced, I believe, generally by the consumer. Um, I think they run strong safety standards overall, but they did have a, a very difficult run 
and I know that they're working tirelessly uh, to try to reinstill that confidence and to, uh, and to get their ships full again and sailing through the Caribbean and the Caribbean countries, speaking with my Caribbean national hat on, um, we're waiting for them uh, to come with open arms. You mentioned autos that your group is involved in. What are some of the other things that you guys are doing um, and how does that speak to maybe diversifying the economy here in Jamaica? Sure. So our group, you know, our group in totality, we're in the retail business, we're in the media business, we're in the automotive business, we're in the experiences business, which is a division of hospitality and, of course, hospitality at large. I think the, the, the kind of preconceived notion of a hotel is um, you think a lot about food and you think a lot about beverage. Uh, but a hotel is, is, is quite a lot more. There is IT, infrastructure, the consumption through hardware stores, wood, timber, nails, paint, uh, the elements that come together. Um, agriculture is a, is a massive part of, of the, the inclusion. I actually chair uh, a board for the government of Jamaica called the Linkages Council. Mm. And the Linkages Council is a division of the Ministry of Tourism that's designed to accelerate consumption and getting more foreign exchange retention in our economies. So we have subdivisions um, such as entertainment, um, reggae music festivals, rum festivals, Jamaica Blue Mountain coffee festivals. Uh, we have manufacturing, uh, sports, uh, wellness, uh, all these different divisions that come down and they, um, you know, the, the next frontier and the next kind of generation of how hospitality will be more inclusive with the everyday um, Caribbean national is gonna be through that inclusion where they can be an entrepreneur in and of themselves and supply, if they don't own a hotel, supply into these hotels that are 365, uh, seven days a week, consuming every day. I wanna ask you about a recent tragic episode in the Bahamas with carbon monoxide and um, you know, leading to the death of, of some customers. My understanding is you guys are addressing that potential problem that might exist? Yeah, it is an ongoing investigation. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not at liberty to, to discuss it. Uh, suffice to say that we did immediately take steps, industry leading steps, steps that in our advance of required um, protocol. Um, and we have outfitted almost all of our rooms uh, with a goal to outfit every single sandals room with a carbon monoxide uh, detection device. And then I want to ask you about, uh, it looks like here is a quote from a travel week where you said, to wrap things up, we're going to take this brand to the moon. What did you mean by that? Not literally. Not like Mr. Branson did. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> you know, when my father passed, my father was this, this maverick entrepreneur, as I, I keep describing him, him, uh, him as. And uh, we as a family, like any family, would have different decisions. You know, is it time to sell the organization? Has Sandals done as, has a family done as much as it can do? Are we uh, afraid of the recovery and the headwinds that may be ahead economically? Um, and do we go into a holding pattern? Or do we double down, believe in our team, believe in the power of our brand, believe in the real estate that we acquired and believe in our ability to out-innovate even the biggest out there? And uh, I want to give you context of the, of, the, of, the, of the previous two to frame it there was no decision to make. Um, my father had put his fingerprints on many things that we were working on together. We have not only continued all of those uh, investments, 
um, but we've gone further. And you know, we get up every day just absolutely loving being in this industry and doing what we do. And, uh, and I went further in the court to say, put your seatbelts on because it's going to be one heck of a ride. Uh, it's going to be wild to watch what Sandals does uh, over the next decade. Right, we'll be watching. Adam Stewart, Executive Chairman of Sandals Resorts, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate you being here with us. Thanks for listening to Influencers. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Yahoo Finance on Twitter at Yahoo Finance and at Surwork.